It is 2 o'clock here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, which means it's time for What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. Your two favorite Las Vegas attorneys coming to you loud and clear, live and local, and just with a whole lot of fun here in studio in our beautiful downtown Las Vegas office. Ash, how are you doing? I'm great. Round of applause to you. We got the show name correct. No, I practice that I know. You know, I like sit there and I look in the mirror and I go, what's right? With Sam and Ash. With Sam and Ash. Not the what's right show. Not the, but it is the what's right with Sam and Ash show. So I'm always trying to <laughs> make my own name for the show. Anyway, uh, good afternoon. I was going to say good morning. Okay. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, great day. Glad to be here. Quick question. Explain to me what's going on in Barbados. You're starting with that? Yeah. Am I not allowed to? Uh, I don't think. Does anybody? So Barbados, tiny little island, West Indies, something big happened yesterday. Um, and I thought it had to do with uh, with Brianna. No, well, you is that, yeah, that's yeah. You, you, is that where you're, you're going no, with it? No, not the Queen of Pop. Okay, well, look, um, uh, Barbados had um, a major change yesterday, and they became a republic, uh, casting off Queen Elizabeth after 400 years of British influence. Look, this might not sound like that big of a deal, but it is the direct and literal consequence of something called the Belt and Road Initiative out of China. And do you, have you heard of that before? No. Okay. China is doing things completely differently than we are. We spent, I think by some estimates, over a trillion dollars in Iraq and Afghanistan. A lot of money. What did we get for it? Bupkis nothing. Pretty much nothing. We're out of both countries. We, we lost a, a, a ton of young lives and, uh, and, and created a lot of problems. China spends about $150 billion a year, and they – and what do they do? They go and they uh, buy up influence all around the world. And one of the things that they did, for example, in Barbados where I go every year, I love the country, beautiful island, very small coral island, uh, but they're known for rum. They've got beautiful rum. Great beaches, uh, lovely sand, uh, but they also were called Little England by a lot of people uh, because it was one of these countries that transitioned in the 60s, 1966, I believe, became independent from Great Britain, but then preserved itself as a member of the Commonwealth and kept Queen Elizabeth as the head of state. So they have a prime minister, head of state is actually the queen. And I've been there, I've been to parliament, I've seen, you know, there's a, actually a throne room, there's a place where queen can come and sit on the throne, but not anymore because now they have a president. And this change happened because last year they got like $300 million given to them, invested in them by China. And this is, uh, they needed the money because COVID, you know, they're a tourism-based industry. And this kind of thing is happening all over. So China, one of the conditions, again, this is not, it wasn't on paper anywhere, but one of the conditions was that they start to separate themselves more from Western influence. And so they did that. And there are lots of kind of scary stories about similar things going on. For example, I think it was in Kenya, China gave, uh, or a Chinese company, but they're all state run businesses, gave like $70 million, $80 million uh, to help build a railroad. And that railroad um, 
then has absolutely floundered. Uh, they're losing uh, millions of dollars a month, and the uh, collateral for that loan is the main port, the main Kenyan port that's very lucrative, and the Chinese are trying to get that because now there's you know there's the, the debt obviously is not good. So kind of like when you, I don't know, when you don't make house payments, you know what's the collateral? Usually your house. Here they're making loans, but they're collateralizing things that they really want, and they're slowly picking them up, and it's very good. It's very scary. It's something not a lot of people are talking about. So, yep, so we had that happen yesterday in Barbados, and not, I think, not a great day. You don't think it's a good thing? I don't think it's a good thing, and I think the irony of it, right, there is a, a story – uh, I, I read somewhere, oh, they're doing this because of Harry and well, Meghan. that was which, my take. Yeah, but that's just, <laughs> that, that was, that's just, I mean, I read it too, but I, it was just absolutely stupid. Um, the, it, and and the, the thing that really uh, rankles me, I guess, so what was, what, how, what did you hear about that? Well, so when I was reading the article, I just saw that, you know, that, Basically, they wanted to take a step in independence. They saw Meghan and Harry come out and speak against the monarchy, the monarchy's history with racism, et cetera, et cetera. That's their history with colonialism. And so they wanted to make a similar step. You know, Meghan and Harry, they denounced the royal monarchy and they went on their own. And so Barbados is like, look, if they can do it, so can we. And so that's it's absolutely what, not what happened. And uh, and by the way, I know that's that's the take. I think that's the outsider's take. I don't know if anybody uh, there actually so what, thinks that. What's the actual implication here for Barbados? You know, now that they're, uh, I mean, because I look at look, I'm not familiar with the monarchy. I don't, I get it. They have a queen. It looks fun. I like the pomp and circumstance of it all. But wh- what is the day to day impact on? Little England, Barbados, now that she's been removed and the governor of – what is it? Who, who was it now is the president? Mason. Her name's Mason. She used to be the governor general or the, yes. uh, the representative of the queen. Now she's become pr- uh, president. And the implication is – it's a great question – is that they're going to write a new constitution. And you know, not a lot of – not all countries that have separated from uh, from uh, Britain and from the Commonwealth, though they're staying in the Commonwealth for now. They're staying in the Commonwealth. Because that, I think, for them would be tourism suicide to abandon that. It's very easy for the British to travel there, so they don't they don't want to do that. But they're going to write a new constitution. It'll be interesting to see um, if it dev- if it devolves. The country devolves into, you know, there's other states that you know when they ended ended colonialism became independent, fully independent, and broke away completely. They Things got a little bit sketchy. For example, Haiti is one of them. Um, you know, that ended up getting taken over by a dictatorship, a brutal dictatorship, and I think it's been in the throes of political chaos ever since. So, for me, you know, as a country I love and a place that I've, I, I very much enjoy going to, I, I just see it as as being, you know, as and it's right. Also, remember, it's in the it's in our Western Hemisphere here. It's it's you know this belt seeing China expand and get closer and closer. To to U.S. shores to me is a um, is is just it's dangerous. Yeah, Barbados is a small country, but it slowly these uh, acquisitions and these these partnerships right prove to be um, a show that China has global ambition. And I think it's it what the takeaway for all of us is, is that you know we can be right here in Las Vegas and think you know this you know what, who cares you know sounds like a, a resort destination. You're right, it is, and it, it probably won't affect you. But the reality is, is that China is incrementally spreading their influence around the world. They are an evolved 
very evolved communist dictatorship. And when I say evolved, I mean they are they are sophisticated, have the means of control over their people that you know Stalin and, and, and Hitler and, and every other bad guy in history would have died to have had. Uh, meaning they got a social credit system, they they track everything online, they keep a very close lid on their people and tight control, uh, which in turn produces a you know a, a very a very frightening foe, and they do have they do have ambitions for world domination. We are a world superpower even now. I, I I'm not willing to you know compromise on that point. I think we're still very a very strong, powerful country, and. A morally superior country to China. Uh, look, China has has literally has death camps um, and, and concentration camps for for uh, Muslim minorities for the Uyghurs, and nobody talks about it because we're too busy having our tennis shoes and our cell phones and our everything made in China. And and you saw it. I mean, it, the 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 amount of of I don't know fear that China can generate is when you see the president, the CEO, excuse me, of Chase Bank. Apologized twice for making a a joke about his bank outlasting the Chinese regime. You know that the um, the, the power that Beijing exerts on U.S. citizens, U.S. based companies, on us here is unreal. I don't I don't think we have that same influence over there. And so all of this is it's just one other factoid here that I think um, lends me to be very concerned about the state of the world and where it's where it's headed. Well, yeah, I mean, I would be too, and I, I, I hope the best for Barbados. You know, it's an interesting step. It'll be interesting to watch them take on this new freedom, so to speak, this new independence, and hopefully your favorite uh, vacation spot stays stays great and maybe even gets better. Who knows? Yes. Well, Prime Minister Mia Motley called President Xi of China very engaging. So Biden's um, not? Uh, I don't think Biden's very engaging. Um, and. And and I think we you know what I think one of the things that we need to rethink as a as a country is how how we how we build alliances abroad, and uh, you know I I look at I look at the Bush years as a complete disaster in foreign policy. The idea that we you know we are are you know we won we we pick and choose winners based on their ideological alignment with us is, is kind of silly. Um, it, it, you know, what China does, they don't care about ideology. They, they build friendships based on money and based on trade. And that actually is surprisingly free market and entrepreneurial mm-hmm. of them for a communist country. And we could learn from that. But we're, we're, we're just so uh, – and frankly, both sides, very – uh, we're 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 demagogues when it comes to how we you know how we pick and choose our allies in the world, and it's very dangerous. For example, in business, you would never conduct yourselves the way the U.S. does. I mean, you would do business with whoever you can do business with that would help your business or your product grow and prosper. You know, you wouldn't go. Well, I'm only going to do business with those people. I mean, that's fine. If you're my pillow, you can afford to do that. Which, by the way. <laughs> I saw a commercial yesterday for my pillow, and they have now moved to a new product. Did you hear about it? I, I've maybe sheets. No, no, no. Well, that was that already happened. <laughs> do we, do we my, tease this? My we... slippers. Oh. They're into my slippers, and it's the, it's the oh my gosh, it's the worst commercial. But one eight hundred my slippers. Okay, we got to take a quick break. And then I know. Did you want to run through some TMZ headlines yeah, and have t- me do my legal takes on them? <laughs> yeah. Let's okay. Do it. We're gonna t- we well, high brow to low brow, just like that. Our pivots here are like nothing. 
you've ever heard in radio. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk Game 840 KXNT. Make your mornings right. Glenn Beck at 6, Vegas at 8 with Alan Stock and Dana at 9. Breaking news, thought starters, and opinions for Southern Nevada. News Talk 840 KXNT. Stay connected. All right, this is the place to be between 2 and 3 every day, every weekday, I should say, on News Talk M840 KXNT, the What's Right show. No, What's Right with Sam and Ash. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I know I can And you just signed me up for two more days of this on the weekend. I know, I know. <laughs> it's perfect. All right, well, I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And you've seen us on the billboards. Now you can listen to us on your radio, which is hide from us. fantastic. So. Okay, it's Tuesday. You, Tuesday, TMZ Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's run through. I love TMZ, and you know why. I mean, when I was in law school, I looked at TMZ because I realized everything in my contract class was a TMZ article, and I, I appreciated that. I love when I see the law and real world colliding. In, Did, didn't in, you almost get a job there? I, you know, I thought about it actually when I was gr- about to graduate. I con- contemplated leaving m- my cushy defense firm job in the dust to go work for TMG, TMZ because his whole slogan is "I'm a lawyer," you know. And so that's what but all a lot of the people that work there, the reporters, a lot of them are lawyers. They have law degrees, a, yeah. a variety of them. Yeah, it's really fascinating because, and I, I actually, you know, what TMZ stands for. Fun fact. Yeah, th- uh, thirty mile zone. Yeah, you're welcome. I think I taught you that. Uh, yeah, but fine. so it so basically, TMZ thirty mile zone around LA. So it's it used to just cover LA news, Hollywood news. Um, but I always love them. I think they've got great stories. Some are sad. Some are you know celebrations of life, etc. But there's always nuanced um, legal articles involved or legal issues involved. So. Let's do a quick rundown of today's most recent headlines. Dr. Oz, official candidate for U.S. Senate. What are your thoughts? Dr. Oz, the the TV doctor? The TV doctor has just made his announcement official to reveal he's running for Senate. Uh, What state? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So so here's the thing. I, uh, I... uh, I think he's been it's a democratic pretty, state. pretty reason. Well, it's it is, but kind of a common sense state too. They can they can be a little mavericky. I could see them voting for him. So what do I think? I think he's been, I think he's been one of the truth tellers and and skeptics of the overall governmental response to COVID. And so I'm willing to give somebody of any party a glance. Uh, I think who who you know has those bona fides. I think though you know I'm always I'm leery of celebrities running for office. I'm I'm actually very heartened that Matthew McConaughey, who was long rumored to be running for governor in Texas, that he opted out of it. You know, yeah, he looks good, very good looking guy. I can say that as a heterosexual male, <laughs> very attracted to Matthew Matthew McConaughey, um, one of my favorite actors. Uh, the love wedding him. planner, that's your thing. The wedding- <laughs> No, I liked him in uh, in Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, that was great. That was good. So, so a little wedding planner. But I, I did the idea of him being being governor of Texas didn't just didn't do, do much for me. Um, and, and so I, you know, because and I come from, coming from California, where the one of the greatest electoral disappointments was Arnold Schwarzenegger, who went in on a great platform, had great things to say, uh, you know, and and, and ran to, to after the uh, Gray Davis was 
horrible governor was was booted and and he just ended up needing to get along with everybody actors are not used to not being adored when you're a politician you have to make good good decisions you have to be willing to take the arrows uh, take the bullets um incoming fire or whatever idiom you want to use and so that's my concern generally with celebrities but you know, maybe Dr. Oz is different. So Donald Trump, he at the time, yes, he's got a, a bunch of real estate endeavors, business endeavors, golf courses, etc. But, you know, he became right before his run for president. He was known for apprentice and TV shows and being a reality star. And and I think I think you're right. That was one of his hardest things that he had to grapple with was his critics and he struggled with it and he struggles with it in a way that unlike anyone else where he just comes out on the offensive um but i will say i like this move because one he's got a, a medicine background uh he knows how to communicate he he's level-headed he's got some reason but he's also a businessman and i oz dr oz yes dr oz yeah. and so i res- he definitely is yes yeah, so i respect people that are not career politicians so i'm optimistic about it okay okay we'll, we'll check that as a po- overall positive response okay okay next up el chapo's wife gets three years in prison for drug trafficking el chapo of course is spending his life in in behind bars assuming he does not escape again um, but his <laughs> wife only three years sexism <laughs> i mean it's there's no other explanation look uh uh, people <laughs> partial wage partial it, sentence yeah you hey you, you're right you don't get paid the same wage you also don't do the same time i don't think She's she not, didn't do the same crimes well uh okay there was more to her there was more to the criminal investigation and into her than just drug trafficking she also i think helped aid and abet his escape she mm-hmm played a role in that she was money laundering she they hit her they had some pretty significant charges against her okay i i I put this in the same category as hot teachers who molest kids versus and by hot teacher i mean hot female teachers blonde teachers not looking at you know you ashley i know you're blonde not a teacher not a teacher okay or other things <laughs> yes. but 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 i do i but you know if you've got a a, a, a paunchy middle-aged dude who does the same thing with a female student uh the the sentences are disproportionately uh worse and and this is you know can i, I i'm gonna ch- i'm gonna chime in here and draw a comparison to galane maxwell and jeffrey epstein the only difference is el chapo is behind bars and if epstein was behind bars for life galane maxwell would have cut her sweet little tweety bird uh plea deal for three years and would be on her way that is the biggest thing i look at this and i go that's the one of the greater con- con- uh comparisons i can see el chapo is really the mastermind of this enterprise of drug trafficking she was part of it she was involved but she was maybe she just wasn't the mastermind of it and so the prosecutors are giving her the leniency i fully expect that when she gets out of jail she's going to end up on one of the real housewives uh, franchises i i think beverly that, hills <laughs> that's uh, beverly hills i want to do orange can i want her on the oc because ba- basically all the new I can't say this, but a lot of the new cast members on these shows are basically criminals. So, what would what you know? They all have them. New Jersey had one. Salt Lake City has one right now. Beverly Hills has Girardi. 
Orange County, I think, is going to have one. So it's interesting. I, I've been joking all along that the Real Housewives enterprise is basically white collar to catch a predator. It's like, who can we convince to show up and sign up for the show? And then we will find out the great white collar crime that you are operating. Yeah, uh, Chris Hansen, yes. uh, who also may be running for governor. No, he's not. We Not that we know of. Okay. All right. I, I guess you think you have a few more headlines for me when I we might, come back. Yeah. And I, we do want to give a little Maxwell uh, Epstein update when we come back because I think there's uh, – uh, some things have happened. The pilot testified. The pilot knows everything. He saw it all, giving the skinny and scoop on it. All right, don't go anywhere. Sam and Ash, what's right? Back after this. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. Bottom of the hour here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. You're listening to the What's Right show with Sam and Ash, and there I messed it up. What's Right with Sam and Ash, the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, great to have you with us every 2 o'clock hour, Monday through Friday. We're here for your listening pleasure. Uh, Look, we're lawyers. Everything that we look at and we read, we put through that kind of that filter, that Mm -hmm. prism. Those lenses. And so one of the things we were just talking about how I know on its face, TMZ always – well, not always, but seems to be to be a little bit of a, uh, a pedestrian news source. Uh, but in fact is uh, written by attorneys with a legal take on stuff. But there's always conflict in there. I, I love what you said about it, Ash, that when you were um, – when well, we were in law school together. We, a lot of people don't know this, but we, that's where we met um, at Chapman in Orange County. We were both at school there, and you, of course, were a far more brilliant student than I was. Uh, so <laughs> that's that. Uh, and as part of that, you had scored the top grade in a number of your first-year classes. And my understanding is that qualified you to then teach, uh, be a TA, the following year for the new incoming class, yeah. right? So uh, I know you don't like to toot your own horn, so I am tooting your horn for you. Toot, toot. Yeah, there it is. And and I – so I – you ended up teaching these incoming first-year students, 1Ls is what we call them, and you would use TMZ articles. I remember this. You'd use TMZ articles to uh, get them to be interested in the various legal topics. So here we go. TMZ Tuesday. We talked two headlines. I gave you my responses to them. What else you got for me? All right. This one's actually pretty interesting. Travis Scott, remember the performer who had the tragedy occur at his Astro World performance and festival in Houston, where I think nine or ten people passed away over yep. crowds. Yep. Well, he offered to pay burial costs. Um, the nine-year-old who passed away, that family rejected it because apparently rumor has it. Uh, what do you think was hinged on those uh, burial costs? The same thing that when an insurance company shows up here in our community after an accident with a clipboard, somebody's house going, sorry, you got hit. Um, here's here's 300 bucks. We'd love to give you $300, but I need you to sign a release. Did they make him sign a release? Uh, so the, the offer was rejected. But, yeah, I've heard a lot of stories that basically all of these offers were hinged on a release of all claims. For the Astroworld mm-hmm. trampling. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is um, – and by the way, what does that mean? If you, typically, you sign a release, and, and you're getting payment in exchange for that release. You're, you're releasing the other party from any um, future liability. Yeah. Right? So here, if the family had accepted the the funeral costs from Travis Scott, and they would have signed a document that said, "We will not, in in exchange for accepting these funds, we will not sue you." And it's really sad because what you need to do is always understand the value of your case. And here, you know, you see the tens of thousands that maybe funerals cost, and you think that's a lot, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" But you don't realize the millions of dollars that the total claim is worth. So. I, I think, look, I think that people who've just lost a child, a husband, you know, a girlfriend or, or, you know, a son, daughter, right? They understand the cost of that loss and they understand that 50 grand, 30 grand, whatever it is, the cost of a funeral is insulting. Mm-hmm. I think they do. Yeah. I think this, taking off my lawyer hat and putting on my human being hat, I think this is so tacky and short-sighted this is where lawyers sometimes do more (laughs) not sometimes a lot of times lawyers do more damage than good because somebody near travis scott one of his handlers his agent lawyer whoever said all right i know you want to give money for the funeral you got to get a release signed. that's the way to do it and the truth is had he just gone in and said i'm going to cover all your funeral expenses it's just on me Mm -hmm. i'm doing this as a human being I feel terrible about what happened. No strings attached. Yeah. He could have bought some amount of goodwill. Yeah. Not doing it is short-sighted, stupid. And again, I know where it's coming from. He's got a lawyer in his ear telling him, "Hey, you got to get the release signed. You, you, yeah. you can save one claim. You can if you can save one claim." And it's you know, a lot of times it's it's not, you know, it, you can you're you're stuck picking up pennies and and you lose dollars and that and 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 in the long run and we say this all the time if you you get into an accident you cause an accident by the way i was coming back to the office yesterday i went to that uh uh, there's a out at the speedway here in vegas there's a, a parade of lights christmas lights and we my kids all you know got braces um, a little while ago, and a local orthodontist had a, you know gave out tickets for last night's um, thing. So we we went there, you know, and and it was really fun. Uh, I'm coming back, and the freeway is closed in one section. It's great trying to just get home <laughs> and pick up my car. The freeway is closed, and then the off ramp here, uh, going uh, back to the office right here off Charleston the 15. Terrible accident there. So, you know, you see the accidents all across town. They're always happening. And what do we always say? If you get out of the car and, and you cause something, I know you're not supposed to say you're sorry, but express, you know, concern. concern. Express, you know, express caring and compassion. And if, if, if insurance companies did the same thing, if they showed up and actually offered a, a real, you know, a real value for somebody's injury and for somebody's suffering, I, 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 you know, frankly, I don't think we'd, we'd exist, but we do exist because they don't do that. Yeah, no, you've got a great take on this. And then the last one I'm going to give you is The Simpsons, one of my favorite childhood cartoons. Uh, The episode mocking Chinese oppression was yanked from Disney plus Hong Kong. And Sam, I know you did not grow up on television like I did. And so basically there is a scene where they're in China at Tiananmen Square, and there's a monument there that says Tiananmen Square. On this site in 1989, nothing happened. 
Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You see those historical signs as jokes around town, mm-hmm. but 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 yeah, um, because of course uh, these things get erased from Chinese history. You know, we in the U.S., by the way, we start to put things in our history that didn't even happen that makes us look bad. Meanwhile, in China, uh, actual recent stains on their on their on their on their conscience on their morality are just eradicated and wiped away. So what do I think of that? I think that that's classic China and I think um and I think and I think that's again I I'm not surprised and and the thing that rankles me again is American companies being complicit in this uh editing of history. They are so full of crap when they talk about how they care about BLM. When they care about what you know, you know minorities and about about human rights, I can't stand. I mean, Disney talking about no one at Disney should talk about human rights, okay? Mm-hmm. Because and no one at Nike should either. And none of these athletes, right? LeBron, see, you got me started. <laughs> LeBron has no business talking about anything having to do with right and wrong. He makes deals in China, won't criticize China, won't stand up for a country that has currently on the globe working, functioning concentration camps. End of story. Yep. Yeah, we could go on a whole thing on LeBron alone and his ability to wade into political and social issues without having any information on it all. Um, that's one thing. But, you know, but it's consistency, right? Yeah. It's consistency. And by the way, <laughs> the Chinese, I, I have an uncle. Uh, dear uncle, love him. He's in the Czech Republic. Now he, I don't know if I ever told you this, but he got into. I, we'd call it a boondoggle, but he got into uh, gold mining in Africa. Okay, okay, literally. So he is a a white guy from the Czech Republic who goes to Africa to to mine gold, and he got his son, my cousin, <laughs> into it. Um, and uh, they had some degree of success before they didn't is I think the short version of the story. Lots and lots of Chinese businesses coming in to that same country that they were in and and actually doing it because there's quite a bit of gold there. It, it is like there is a bit of a gold rush going on. And one of the things he said is, by the way, the, the Chinese are, <laughs> I'm talking about, again, Chinese nationals coming in, these, and these are state-run companies. <laughs> they're, they're very racist. I mean, the, the irony of it, of course, for LeBron is that, that China, the way that they act in Africa, and we mentioned this, I mentioned this the first mm-hmm. segment when we were talking about Barbados, and you asked me a question about that. So I, I, the irony, of course, is that China is, um, is, is actually running concentration camps to eradicate minority groups in its country, does not conduct itself, conducts itself really as a as a modern imperialist force, economic imperialism, debt trap diplomacy in Africa, subjugating African countries economically, okay? And you got LeBron James talking about racism in the U.S., talking about slavery that happened however many years ago, and then doing business in China. It's a, he, he is, there's no amount of, I understand he's a great athlete. There's no amount of respect that I have for him as a human being. I think he's a, I think he's a total phony clown. Oof. There it Mic is. Mic drop. We have to take a break. Okay. You're listening to and What's Right with Sam and Ash. We'll talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Speaking of other clowns yeah, and perverts, Jeffrey Epstein, when we come back, the trial going on in New York City. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk Game 840 KXNT. 
Hey, Las Vegas, this is Sherry Swensk, weather anchor for 8 News Now. Good day. Make sure you get your day underway with me mornings during Vegas at 8. And listen for the Valley's most accurate forecast throughout the day on News Talk 840 KXNT. Salmon Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Salmon Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SalmonAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Welcome back. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. A little article here, Ash, just came across my desk. Not part of our stack of stuff for today. Uh, apparently, there's a lawyer. Yes, a lawyer decided to sue SeaWorld on behalf of some whales, uh, saying that they were basically being kept in indentured servitude. Uh, he cited the 13th Amendment prohibition of slavery and involuntary uh, servitude. The uh, federal judge hearing the case dismissed the case, ruling that the 13th Amendment applied only to humans. Now, uh, <laughs> did it, it got dismissed? But, but, but it, it got dismissed. Okay. Um, the the lawyer apparently felt that the judge at least was respectful in hearing out his argument. Uh, a lot of people called it a publicity stunt, but that's. It's not where this is going. Apparently, the lawyer started getting postcards from SeaWorld, ostensibly written by the whales. <laughs> and um, were they it, thankful? Uh, they were. Some were. Yes, some were thankful. Uh, they were described as missives uh, from his mysterious marine correspondents, <laughs> alternately thanking him. For his help or begging him for more. Oh man, you're gonna have to tweet this out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, this is wait, wait, wait. This is one of them. Okay. Um, they came from different places. So these whales, apparently, while they're enslaved, they're also traveling around. One came from New York City, another from Chicago, another from Pennsylvania, um, even one from Richmond, Virginia. And the handwriting was all different. So these are different whales <laughs> writing these, or different flamingos. Attorney Struger, as name is Struger. Uh, last name. Thank you. I'm quoting here. Thank you so much for the defense of all of us. You're an incredible ally to so many, but especially us. We appreciate you. And this was written by a beluga whale in red ballpoint pen with a loopy feminine script. So I. Oh my gosh, I'm reading it from one came from Wilshire Boulevard in LA. <laughs> and it's signed now, off with love, the, the orcas. Orca. Um, I. First of all, I love the fact that they're buying, and these are all postcards that are being bought from the from SeaWorld. So whoever's doing this, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not the whales writing these cards, but whoever's doing this is putting like money in SeaWorld's pocket by using their cards. By so. using the postcards and then also postage, you know, it's not. This is not a, a free prank they're pulling, but I respect it. I love creativity. The yeah, um, the, one of them asked him to file a 1983 claim, which is, you know, a, a civil claim, uh, which is a deprivation of civil rights claim in the federal code. Um, You'll make millions for our wrongful convictions. You could retire sincerely, the whales. Um, all right, now let's talk about a real case going on. Ghislaine Maxwell, second day of of court, actual court, yesterday opening arguments today. Yeah, you're hearing the prosecution put their case on. The first person that was up 
uh, on the stand was the pilot. And I, I always thought the pilot was going to see everything. I don't think this witness was particularly effective in the sense that he couldn't recall any of the Chiquitas, right? So he, he remembered, by the way, he remembered Bill Clinton. He remembered Donald Trump on the plane. He remembered other famous people. He just, he just didn't remember. And there, one particular claimant uh, of one of the victims, right? And the judge is allowed using that term. One of the victims, you know, who, who then later testified today as well, he couldn't specifically recall her except for he remembered that she was, um, you know, a mature looking, like older looking uh, person at the time that she flew on the plane. Also said he never saw unaccompanied minors at any point. And this, by the way, is a witness that the prosecution is putting on, right? The people that are trying to make it. So, I, you know, this is always the danger, folks. And I say this as a, as a lawyer, you know this, Ash. It's always a danger using a witness that you haven't, you know, that to me, that witness, if it, if his testimony really went down as it's being, portray, you know, relayed, I, I don't think that was an effective witness. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it was the bombshell first witness that you thought it was going to be. Uh, of course, he gets on the stand and admits acknowledging the the famous people that you would expect him to remember being on his plane. And then, you know, he was employed by Epstein, right? He's on the payroll. And uh, when you say he says that he didn't know of any unaccompanied minors, as a pilot, wouldn't he have to know that? Wouldn't he have to do like a flight manifest? Whenever you fly internationally, uh, this is, uh, by the way, called uh, this Part 91 operation in the in – the, uh, uh, code uh, that deals with owner-operated aircraft travel. So uh, Part 135 is um, is for uh, charter, but this is Part 91. Un even under Part 91, you still have to fill out passenger manifests. Keep logs. Logs are important, but also internationally, you have to you're responsible as the as the chief pilot for that flight for customs, immigration, going in and out of different countries. So here's the scoop. He would need to have had their passports. Mm -hmm. He would have had copies of their passports made. He would have been responsible. Him and the, and the co-pilot would be responsible for filling out the immigration forms. And, and remember, yes, this is U.S. Virgin Islands. They're not flying international there, but there are other international destinations. This plane went all over the world. So I think, you know, I think that this, is, um, th th this was not a particularly great day in terms of testimony. But so that's the that's the interesting thing here is you're saying this this pilot, if they were staying within the United States territories, he would not have been checking IDs, right? Well, he would not have been checking IDs. He would have still had to maintain a flight log, though, and a passenger manifest. Does that include birthdays or just names? It would it would include it would pro you know what? It's probably just names. Back then it was just names. So there you go. Um, back then it was just names, but the, but there are flights alleged to have occurred internationally. So I, I'm, I, again, the thing is this court proceeding is in federal court. They mm -hmm. do not allow cameras. So I, I, I'm relying on what media people in attendance are writing about it. We all know that they get things wrong and they lie with Rittenhouse. I took the time at night in the mornings to actually watch the trial and see what was being done with my own eyes looking at the video. So I can't tell you what, what exactly went down here, but it just seems like the, the, it, was not, it was not a lot made of it. I, I want to say one thing, though. This, this part of it really rankles me 
There is a lot being made today about Trump traveling on the plane, and, and it's, of course, front page news on CNN and elsewhere. I, for the record, okay, Epstein was a, an, an operator within the Democratic Party for years, protected by Democrats. This idea of tying Epstein in with Trump is absurd. I will be the first. To criticize Trump when I uh, on certain points, you know that, mm -hmm. okay? But this to me is so patently absurd and silly and dumb. And and, and by the way, remember the sweetheart deal that we talked about yesterday that, that he got with prosecutors. Mm -hmm. He got that during the Obama administration. The, the the reason is is that he for the longest time had this very close friendship with Bill Clinton. Did a lot of uh, campaign finance for Bill Clinton, donated money to, uh, to to Bill Clinton. Was based in New York City. Was based in New York City with with the Clintons post presidency. Uh, look, I, I, this to me again. Uh, yeah, I know Trump was a womanizer, loved women. I, never were there any allegations of Trump uh, and any underage women. Whereas it was well known. Uh, well known that Epstein was a, was a was a serial molester and, and was a is a convicted pedophile, so uh, this just bothers me and I, I love that it's being Hay is being made of it. Uh, Clinton, I I mean, look, we don't know much about what, what but he, Clinton was his pal. They they went around town. You know, Trump actually had a huge falling out with Epstein, called him a pervert, you know, and and banished him from his own private club at at Palm Palm Beach and banned him from Mar-a-Lago. So, you know. The, the most incriminating evidence against Epstein and his plane is the name. You remember? Yeah, the, the Lolita Express. <laughs> now, I don't think he called his plane that. That was the media called because everybody knew what was going yeah. on. That's the worst part about all of this. Okay, that's the music. We got to go. We'll see you here tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM 840 KXNT.